Hey, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you very much for coming. I hope you're doing amazing. And if that isn't the case, then at least I hope that this podcast lets you see the bright side of the world, that you learn a lot, get inspired, and get real value in less than 30 minutes. Without further ado, this is the 2045 podcast. Now, the million dollar question is, will humans one day become immortal? Today we have on the show Nina Kara, a 14-year-old human longevity and genomics researcher who has also worked in the intersection between artificial intelligence and biotechnology. She is co-founder of the longevity startup Biotain, dedicated to end all preventable diseases, accelerate human longevity through research and push the field of life sciences forward in the process. Nina has spoken at conferences like Campus Party and Collision, so overall I couldn't think of a better person to share her knowledge and experience in the field. Nina, thank you so much for being here. I like to give a short introduction of people who come to the podcast, but I also think it's important when people introduce themselves. So Nina, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, hi, I'm Nina. Um, yeah, and I'm 14 years old. Right now, I'm really interested in longevity and um, pretty much preventing aging-related diseases like dementia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and a bunch of other ones. And yeah, um, I recently worked on a few initiatives to do that. Um, been working on a few research projects and um, a therapeutic pipeline for dementia, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, overall, um, that, that's sort of what I'm doing. Um, I have some experience writing articles, and um, I'm really you know, an advocate for science communication in the field. So that's something I'm really passionate about as well. Yeah. Nina, you're one of the few people that I know that are really, really passionate about what they do and that are really putting in the work and are getting results because of their passion. How did you find this love for human longevity? I mean, really, I, I found my passion when um, my relatives were going through age-related diseases, and I was kind of wondering, why? Why is this happening, and why can't I do something about it? So then from there, I did a lot of reading, um, a lot of research, and I came up with a few ideas. And I, I guess I sort of got pulled into human longevity as a result. Also, I, I entered a program called TKS, um, the Knowledge Society, which showed me human longevity and showed me, you know, um, in, in the form of kind of digestible sort of modules, showed me human longevity, and I got super interested. It. So from there, I did a bunch of research, like I would, I would non-stop read papers. And um, yeah, from there, um, I came up with a few ideas. And I guess this, this is how I've gotten here today. Um, human longevity is so fascinating and, you know, aging as well. I feel like they're, you know, very interconnected, very similar too. It's just aging, you know, obviously, it's, it's a little bit different. And yeah, aging is really what I'm interested in, but I think human longevity as well, like, you know, basically how they go hand in hand, right? So it's really fascinating. For sure, I think that many of us have gone through that process of acknowledging aging, but very few people want to actually do something about it. Nina, I know this may be a very vague or broad question because the field of longevity is obviously enormous, but how would you describe it to someone who knows nothing about it? Because I think we all know that what aging is, we know that gray hair appears, we know that wrinkles appear, we know that people suddenly begin to have a lot of backaches and so on. 
But how does this actually happen, you know, at the cellular, at the molecular level? What are the causes of aging? If people have heard about the aging hallmarks, what are they and how can they explain this phenomenon? Which would you say that are the main points that we should know about related to longevity? So the longevity field is very, very vast. So there's a lot happening within it. But, you know, one of the most important things I could definitely mention is that um, right now, actually, there's no theory for why aging occurs. There's no one theory for why aging occurs. There's a lot of different theories. So there's, uh, I, can, I can tell you all of them, but unfortunately, I don't know if we have that type of time. <laughs> so, yeah, for, so there's um, theories about epigenetics. So basically, the changing of gene expression as age occurs. Um, there's also theories about, you know, a compound. So different compounds. So, sorry, a compound of different, you know, different factors. So basically, there could be... Um, genetics, lifestyle, um, also physics, uh, because that can play into it as well. Um, yeah, so there's so many theories out there, and I feel like we haven't settled on one yet. So that's really interesting to mention. Um, about the actual field, like, you know, fundamentals, I don't know if I could distill all that, but, um, you know, some interesting hallmarks of aging that I think are really cool are, number one, senescence. So cellular senescence is pretty much a zombie cell state that cells approach as they divide. So basically, it's sort of like the result of the limits of cell division. So, yeah, I mean, that's um, really interesting, and that because that basically releases a bunch of inflammation. That basically causes a bunch of inflammation and an immune system overactivation, a bunch of bad stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that's a really bad homework of aging because that kind of ma makes aging further a lot. Another thing is epigenetics. So epigenetics is basically changes in gene expression and gene regulation, all of that. And the thing about that is that when those changes are made, um, there's loss of information between cells, um, a lot of different, you know, um, kind of, it's almost like uh, you're, you're driving a car and, you know, and um, little kind of problems happen with it and it's not that great. So um, overall, you know, epigenetics is sort of like, it just deteriorates a lot over time due to chemical tags and um, a lot of different, you know, different little factors. And so that's really interesting because that is, you know, a huge hallmark of aging that was really, really looked into recently. And a lot of really cool companies are being founded around it and founded, founded around, you know, rejuvenation of that. Thinking of another one, there's a lot of other ones. I, I'm not really sure if I can narrow down on another one, but um, another one, another cool one, or not cool, I guess, but not a great one, uh, is uh, mitochondrial dysfunction. So basically the mitochondria, as you may know, are the powerhouse of the cell. And um, the thing is, with aging, they kind of are, are dysregulated. A bunch of different stuff happens with them. And they go through processes associated with senescence and a lot of the other hallmarks. And it's not great. So um, pretty much that's really important too, I feel, because about the mitochondria, they also to go through these things called free radicals, these molecules that kind of lack an electron on their shortest shell, their valence shell, and sort of try to steal from other electrons, and it sort of becomes this game of tag, like tag and steal, and it's really, it's really interesting, but that really affects the mitochondria, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting, more interesting things, I can recommend some resources at the end if you'd like. Yeah, I think recommending resources is uh, going to be another section of the same episode but just before that uh, wow I am impressed like there is so much that we don't know about how we age I would like to add that it's something that we think we know because it happens like to every person in this world but at the same time there are many people who still don't know about epigenetics or anything like and so what would be one suggestion, recommendation, advice that you would give if we want to age more slowly, if we want to even reverse our aging process. 
Even though that sounds so far away, I think we are making progress in this field and people like, you know, Dave Asprey, David Sinclair are actually already looking into some lifestyle tips that could help us live longer, healthier, expand our lifespan. Which would be some of those that you consider the most important ones and the ones that people should know about? That's a really interesting question. So uh, before I say this, I'm going to clarify that I'm not a doctor. I do not, have, do not have that sort of medical expertise. So please don't quote me on anything or anything like that. But here's what I've, what I've learned from reading literature. Um, I've learned a lot about, um, well, there's a lot of different things that, you know, you could do. Um, you know, Lifespan is a really interesting book in the sense that it does offer a lot of those tips. Cold is really good. Yeah, I read that too. A um, really fascinating book. Um, another, yeah, so intermittent fasting, I'm just going to get that out there. Autophagy is pretty much this process that occurs in cells that recycles its damaged parts. And it's really important um, to prevent aging-related diseases, to prevent aging and all of these different things. So that is something that, you know, needs to be regulated and, you know, upregulated, increased if you really want to, you know, if, if you really want it to happen, if you really want to slow down your aging process. So that, as far as I know, as far as research suggests, again, we don't have a, a full-on theory of aging, so I can't tell you everything just yet, but I wish I could. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, autophagy, you can um, upregulate that with intermittent fasting, so fasting for 16 hours, eating for eight, and also, um, or just fasting 25 hours twice a week. There's really interesting, you know, options there. Um, hmm, what else? There's a lot of things you could do. Exercise is really important because basically exercise prolongs your lifespan. It's like medicine for adults. And um, another another cool thing about exercise is it, it kind of stops premature death. So um, if, you, uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't basically, you know, um, it, it kind of just lowers the incidences of kind of random, almost like, you know, just kind of heart, you know, a heart problem or, um, you know, brain problem or anything like that, you know, induced death. Um, that there have been studies showing that, so that's really interesting. Um, we, have to, we have yet to figure out the real, 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 like, concrete link between exercise and longevity. There's a few theories out there right now, but none are truly confirmed. But yeah, exercise, all, all we know is exercise does increase longevity. So for sure, look at that. Meditation too. Um, so meditation and mindfulness is really important. Um, the thing is, a study was done at Harvard last year, and it was pretty much about um, a mechanism in, in, the, in, the, in basically the brain saying that, you know, the longer, I guess, the more you tire your neurons out, kind of putting it in this sort of analogy format, you know, the more you tire your neurons out, I guess, the more, um, the, the shorter life you live, um, because typically the th right now the theory is actually that um, there's a threshold lifespan of 120. I know someone lives 2022, it's amazing of them, <laughs> but around the 120, 120 mark. Um, and that's pretty much the threshold for, um, yeah, how long people can live due to neurons and neurogenerations and neurons, neurons wearing out. So, um, yeah, I mean, meditate, please do. That is very important for longevity. But yeah, other than that, um, I can definitely, again, link some really cool books that I've read um, about my lifespan at the, end of, at the end of this interview. Definitely. We often underestimate everything that has to do with the brain because, well, it's just there. It's like the rest of our bodies. We only are aware that we have them until we meditate or until something terrible happens to us. So thank you for sharing those amazing tips. And we've come to the part of the episode in which I ask the million dollar question. When will humans become immortal or, you know, live past a thousand years with a good health? Because that's the point. And another version of this question would be, how many years do you think we will be able to live with the technology 
and advancements that are being made today. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so, hmm, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, that's definitely a million dollar question, the one that's on everyone's mind, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so I know for sure right now that pe you know, people people in this field are making amazing progress. And I feel like it's once we actually kind of get down to the theory of aging, once we figure out why is aging happening. And also, you know, one could argue there can't be any theories for anything because how can you really pinpoint this? You know, uh, we, can, we can start getting into a philosophical discussion about life. But um, I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with that. It's very, it's very interesting, though. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly... I think we need to pinpoint, you know, like, what are the main processes behind aging? I know we have a lot of hallmarks right now, but how can we get to the point where it's like, you know, it's going to be three or two, you know, root causes and we know what happened. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, you know, something that we really need to get down to. And then once we understand that, how can we treat that? How can we directly intervene in that? And maybe it's something that we've already discovered. We don't, I don't know. Um, we've, we have a lot of different drugs that are showing promise right now. So learning about those mechanisms is going to be really cool. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's... I can't give you a def. I can't be like, well, you know, on 2049, I know for sure we're going to have um, longevity drugs out then. But I can tell you that, you know, we're making a lot of good progress. And once we come down to a theory and once we come down to why is this happening, we'll be able to tackle it really well. Yeah, I totally get you. This is not a question that people can nowadays answer easily. And if they do, they're probably wrong. But, you know, it's something that others may be curious about. And it's just sometimes so fascinating to think about the future that awaits us and learn about the innovations that are being made today so we can have a better world tomorrow. So talking about having a better world tomorrow, teenagers have always been the future and you're an amazing example of this. I'm sure that there are many people who follow you and are just impressed by the progress you've made. I include myself in this. And we want to know which would be one piece of advice that you would give us people who are just getting started in the field, people who are interested about these innovations in the longevity field and don't know where to start. Are there some resources they would personally recommend? You were talking about these earlier and now's the time. So which are those, Nina? Um, great question. So there are a bunch of things you can do um, if you're really interested in longevity. Um, I think I sent you a few resources, Anna, um, about, well, first, longevity FAQs um, by Laura Deming. So she's the head of the Longevity Fund and really prominent in this field, and she does amazing work. Um, also, Nintil, so he's a blogger about longevity, and he does really awesome work as well. I love his articles. So yeah, um, I really, really enjoy those longevity FAQs. I read them when I first got into the space, so I'd really recommend anyone who wants to get into the space to read them. And also I'd recommend, you know, just picking something from those FAQs and going really deep, something that fascinates you. And really understanding that. And if there's not enough research out there that you can read, research papers that you can read, or books, then um, create your own research papers, create your own ideas based off of what you've seen already and based off of what you think. Because uh, sometimes the best ideas don't come from ordinary papers, but they just come from, you know, just uh, maybe random thoughts. You can also read books. So there's David Sinclair. Um, he's at Harvard and some really amazing work with longevity. He wrote Lifespan and it talks about epigenetics, talks about theories of longevity, really cool stuff. So 
I'd recommend reading that. Also, Aubrey de Grey, VP of New Technology Discovery at Ajax Therapeutics and Chief Science Officer at Sun Foundation. And he does really cool work. Um, and he also um, wrote a book about ending aging and how we, ha how we have to get there. Um, then there's also John Dowling. So this is not really related to aging, but I found it to be a really interesting book about neuroscience if you're interested in going further. Um, I can also send that one over. He wrote, he wrote Creating Mind and he also wrote another a new one that just came out. So I'll send that one over. Yeah, I mean, those are all really interesting books and I'd recommend going deep into those. Other than that, I mean, just do your own research. Just go deep into what you're passionate about. And, and uh, I'm sure you'll make an amazing impact. I'm really excited for everyone who's going into this field. It's so new, but it's so amazing. Yeah, this sounds so cool. I've looked into Laura Deming's website and her FAQs for longevity. They're really worth looking into. So I'll link them below together with the other resources that you've mentioned, Nina. And finally, I think that we all want to get to know a little bit about your company. I mentioned these in the introduction. What are you working on? What are some highlights that you could tell us of Biotain? And what would be an advice that you would give to someone who wants to start a company in the longevity field? This is something that I don't find that common. So I guess that you can bring so much value in this sense. Uh, sure, great question. So Biotain is a startup focusing on human longevity and eradication of aging-related diseases. So um, pretty much we're looking at diseases like dementia, Parkinson's, etc. And we're developing a therapeutic pipeline for dementia at the moment, BioHS, and a bunch more. Right now we have six people and um, we're all remote. And yeah, um, we haven't raised any funding yet, but we aim to do that very soon for our upcoming projects. And yeah, a lot of progress is happening at the moment. I wish I could tell you a little bit more. Right now, um, we're working on filing a non-provisional patent, so I can't go out and divulge all the details, but I will definitely tell you a little bit more later. And so, I mean, if you're starting a longevity startup, amazing for you. That's really, really great. And I think that um, one thing you should do is run your own studies and trials, etc. because we, we need to really debunk assumptions in this field, and that would be a major step towards doing so. And then you could you know, use those findings to develop a therapeutic or a diagnostic tool, or whatever you're doing. Of course, it's really based on the specifics of what you're doing. But yeah, and also, you know, I'd recommend um, looking into different programs out there with biology and Excel readers because there's a lot of really great ones. Um, I know that the Longevity Fund is a program specifically to build a longevity company. So you get to learn with them and you know build an awesome company. So I'd recommend maybe doing that if you're you know interested in doing anything. Of course if you're already building one, then yeah I'd recommend just you know run a bunch of trial studies. Um, and also you know one one other thing is that you should probably start thinking about you know regulatory stuff too, right? Because um, I mean you know you can hit cross that road when you come to it. But the thing is you know regulatory stuff ends up being really really important in the long run so thinking about you know what disease are we specifically going to target or how are we going to figure out a way to target aging specifically and all of that but yeah other than that really really good luck and but yeah contact me if um, on my website if you um, want any more advice or anything like that sure feel free to contact nina at Kura Nina on Twitter and well I'll just leave all the links to her website, her LinkedIn and so on in the description. Nina, I really appreciate that you were here with us to share so much value, so much tips and interesting and cool things that are about to happen and that are already happening in this longevity field. It's just so exciting. 
And thank you because you got till the end of this episode. Remember that this is part of the innovation section of the podcast. We have episodes on personal development, books, innovation, and the world. In future episodes, we will have other people talking about synthetic biology, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, and so much more. I'll also take advantage of the time to remind you that that I have just bought a new microphone, the first one actually for this podcast, so the audio quality will definitely be better from now on. And remember that we have weekly episodes each Sunday. I'll be releasing one of these, so don't miss them. And also don't forget to continue this conversation in the Twitter thread. I'll leave the link in the description below. I hope this episode has reminded you that the singularity is near and we need to be prepared for it. But there's also a great future that awaits us. I'll see you in the next episode of the 2045 podcast.